Today on Do Loss, how to recognize real love guaranteed. It's in the Bible, so it's true. I'm Levi Bimba, and this is Do Loss. So love is probably the most powerful action attitude in the universe. The Bible even equates God with love. First John 4, 16, it says God is love. And we hear about love all the time, and we even use it casually regarding french fries. I love McDonald's french fries, best french fries in the world. Don't even argue about it. You're wasting your time. They are the best. They're just delicious. But sometimes we say, I love my dog. I love Star Wars. I love this shirt. All of these different things that we say we love, but we actually don't really mean the same thing in the same extent, I hope, when it comes to fries and it comes to loving your wife, loving your husband, uh, your brother, your sister, your boss. We use those terms all the time. I love my friend. Uh, but what actually is love? What is what is this thing that we call love? Is it a feeling? Is it an emotion? Is it an action? Uh, you know, where does it come from? What is it? And how do we recognize when somebody actually loves us? How do we how do we know if we actually love somebody else? And what does that look like if we if we do? God tells us in His Word uh, what the what love actually is. It defines it very clearly, very succinctly, in just four and a half verses, about five verses. In 1 Corinthians 13, I'll just read the passage right now, and this is in the Legacy Standard Version. It says, love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous, does not brag, is not puffed up, it does not act unbecomingly, does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, it does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things love never fails and just to give you some background uh, paul's writing to the corinthians and this is a church that paul had spent a lot of time with and teaching them the gospel teaching them truth and but this church was in uh, vast disarray there was a guy who was sleeping with his mother they're abusing spiritual gifts they're puffing themselves up they are even bearing with false apostles and false teachers in the church and so paul was writing to really correct all of this going on and as he was talking about spiritual gifts, he, he sticks between chapters 12 and 14, where he talks about the spiritual gifts of tongues and prophecy of healings and all that, all that stuff. He sticks between that, 1 Corinthians 13, which is all about love and the properties of love and the qualities of love and the extent of love. And so he goes into detail about what love is. And, just, and as we just read, uh, he explains what love is infallibly so, because this is coming from God. So I want to start with what love isn't. Love is not a feeling or an emotion. I, I, I just fell in love. I just... She was just so beautiful and I just loved her and I just, I couldn't help myself. That's not love. That's not how the Bible defines love. It's not a feeling, it's not an emotion. It's not something that just overtakes you and all of a sudden you just are moved to do something. That's not what love actually is. Love also is not an option. We are commanded to even love our enemies. Jesus says in Matthew 5, to 45, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you and pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you. So. Uh, that you may be the children of your father in heaven. So if you are truly a child of God, you are even going to love your enemies, people that hate you, people that curse you, people that want to do all manner of evil towards you. You're going to love them if, you're, if your faith in Christ, your faith in God is true. And then thirdly, love isn't uh, based on reciprocation. It's not based on how somebody reacts towards you. If they love you, then you love them. And if they're kind to you, you're kind to them. That's not what love is at all. Actually, Jesus says in Luke 6, 32 to 36, and if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. 
but love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and evil. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. So Jesus is saying anybody can love people that love them. Anybody can be kind to people who are kind to them. That's nothing. That's really not a reward at all. It's really true love, true uh, magnanimous, magnan magnanimity. If you love people who hate you, if you love people who actually don't want to spend time with you or are kind of rude to you or arrogant to you, and if you actually love them, Jesus is saying this is a great reward in heaven. And you're more like God when you do this, because what did God do for us? Sinners, evil, rebellious. Uh, hated him, hated his son, hated what is holy, but God still sent his own son into the world and died for us while we were still enemies, Romans tells us. So this is the kind of love that God wants us to have towards all uh, all people, no matter who they are. But we're going to talk about exactly what that love is. So love is not an emotion, it's not an option, and it's not based on reciprocation, but love is an act of the will. This is something that we actually have to do within ourselves by the grace of God, loving people the right way. Uh, it's objectively defined by God in his word. So love is not something that we come up with. It's not something that we can say, well, this is what love looks like. And we, uh, we can't say that apart from the word of God. What God reveals as far as what love is, that is what love actually is. And love is also costly, uh, even to the point of death. John 15, 13, Jesus says, greater love has no one than this, that one laid down his life for his friends. That is the ultimate cost of love is giving up your own life so that others may live. And we see that the perfect example of that in Jesus dying on the cross for sinners uh, who weren't even his friends, but he died for his enemies so that we could be reconciled to God. That is ultimate love. In 1 Corinthians 13, we see that there are eight positive and eight negative qualities of love. And we'll start with the positive ones first. So uh, the first quality, the first positive quality of love is love is patient. The King James says, charity suffereth long. So, and that means you're suffering, you're, you're going through something difficult, something trying, or you're dealing with a difficult person without complaint or without being annoyed. That is the standard of love. If you're, if you're patient with somebody, if you're kind with somebody, if you're patient with this circumstance, you're not going to complain. You're not going to get annoyed. You're, you're going to endure this situation with patience, with joy, with gratitude, without any complaint, without any kind of irritability. Uh, another po uh, positive quality of love is that it is kind which is which means full of service or usefulness to others you are willing to extend yourself give your talents your gifts or help out move you know, help somebody move uh, help somebody push a car or do whatever it takes to kind of show yourself useful to somebody else you're not really doing it for your own self but you're showing yourself as a servant to others who are in need another quality of love is that it rejoices in the truth so it finds joy in explaining, defending, and sharing the truth of God and his word. So it's not just whatever you like to do. You're, you're just showing love and you're not really going to discriminate. You're not going to ever uh, say this is right, this is wrong. You're actually enjoying sharing God's truth, defending God's truth, explaining God's truth, because love uh, comes from God and we have to go with what God defines as love. And that love is defined in the truth. And that truth is found in God and in his word. Love also bears all things. So I like the definition where it says it means to cover over with silence and to not repeat matters. First uh, Peter 4, 8, it says, above all, keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Uh, Proverbs 17, 9, it says, he who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close companions. So we are engaging in this world, a fallen world. We know that we're going to offend one another. We're, go we're going to hurt people. 
But usually, mostly, if you're loving people, you're going to cover a multitude of sins. This doesn't mean you're going to cover murder and rape and stealing and all this stuff. You're going to deal with those issues because that also is loving. We'll, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But you're actually going to not get upset about all these little things that could offend you that you could make into a big deal, but really aren't. You're going to be able to cover all of those things and not worry about them, not let them get to you, not let them uh, uh, attach to your soul and you create bitterness and hold grudges and get jealous and envy and all these things that are not conducive to somebody who truly is loving somebody or, or something. So you're going to cover a lot of these little offenses that don't really matter in the long run because you are engaged in loving people. Love also believes all things. So this is not something that is naive. You're not saying, oh, I just, anybody tells you a story, you're going to believe it because Proverbs 14, 15 says, the simple believes everything, but the prudent one discerns his steps. So it's not a naive kind of belief, but it's faithful trust in the good intentions of others. So you're going to give people the benefit of the doubt. You're not going to assume that they are maliciously wanting to hurt you, attack you, do evil towards you. Until, obviously, that if that's made evident, then you're going to rejoice in the truth and expose that as the case. But until you get to that point, you're going to believe the best about people. For example, somebody cuts you off in traffic, you're not going to assume that they just wanted to hurt your feelings. Maybe they had a they maybe they had they had a pregnant wife that who needed to go to the hospital or they're going to uh, care for a friend who's on the verge of committing suicide whatever the case may be you try to believe the best about what somebody is going through at that time until you have more evidence obviously love also hopes all things hope for the best in any situation or person despite what may have happened to them so if somebody attacks you or somebody really betrays you even to the point that it's very a very severe severe betrayal and though so you're not going to hold a grudge against them, you're going to hope that they turn their lives around. You're going to you're going to hope that they repent of their sin and trust in Christ if they're unsaved. And if they are a Christian, you're going to hope that they come to repentance and humble themselves and realize that they did something wrong. And you're not going to hold a grudge. You're not going to hate them. You're not going to uh, be wishing for them to fall or wishing for them to get in a car accident or something evil of that nature. You're going to hope for the best in their lives and that they would grow to know Christ more, serve him more, love him more so that they could be more useful to the kingdom of God. Another positive quality of love is that it endures all things. It counts every difficult circumstance as a joy to exercise patience. And that should sound familiar for those of us who know our Bibles, James 1, 2 through 3. It says, Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, knowing, know, know that, knowing that the testing of your faith brings about perseverance. It, like one, what one preacher said, he said, the only way to learn endurance is really to endure. You can't learn it any other way. It's not going to be it's not going to be zapped into you. It's not going to come by osmosis. You have to just endure every every circumstance, every trial and get through it with a positive attitude, with a good attitude, with a thankful, grateful attitude to God, knowing that the trying of your faith is what works perseverance, patience, and, and it grows you in holiness and grows you in dependence on the Lord. The last positive quality that First Corinthians mentions uh, mentions about love is that it never fails it's indefatigable it doesn't lose its power it never gives up it never gives up and uh, this is probably the hardest quality the po positive quality of love to swallow is that it never fails you never stop loving no matter what somebody does to you no matter how badly somebody treats you you still go on loving them and serving them and, and doing what is right in the eyes of god god's love is like this for his people uh, starting with the Jews in Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 31 3 it says the Lord hath appeared of old unto me saying yea I have loved thee with an everlasting love God's love for the Jews has never run out Romans 11 tells us that uh, that all Israel will be saved at one point in time because of the covenant God made with Abraham uh, 5,000 or, or 4,000 years ago uh, those in Christ 
God has a special love for them. And he says, and Paul writes in Romans 8, 35 and verses 38 to 39, it says, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will affliction or turmoil or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So love never gives up. Love never can be uh, separated from those it is loving and those and things that it is loving because this kind of love goes on forever. And this love really only ultimately comes from God. So those are the positive qualities of love. Love is patient. It is kind. It rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and never fails. So now there's eight negative qualities of love. The eight, and the eight negative qualities of love, it starts with this. Love is not jealous. Love is not happy when one suffers. It's not wishing for something bad to happen to someone who has something who has uh, something you wish you had. So you're not jealous. You're not envious of somebody. You're not going to be uh, wanting them to lose that nice car that they have or lose all the money that they have or lose that wife or that husband that you think is so great. You're not going to be wishing any of those things because you're not going to have a jealous or envious attitude towards other people if you are truly loving them. Another negative quality of love is that it does not brag. It does not put oneself on display. I like one definition that said, employing rhetorical embellishments and extolling oneself excessive, excessively. And Proverbs 16, 5 says, everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. God does not love proud people. He, he hates the proud. He's, he, he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble, the Bible tells us. He, he just cannot stand people who are, who are prideful because... They have nothing in and of themselves to be prideful. I don't have anything in and of myself to be prideful about. You don't either. We are made from dust. We are sustained by God. God gives us what we need and all the talents and abilities that we have, they're granted to us by God. We don't deserve any praise at all. All of that goes to God. So anybody who is pride, anybody who is excessively putting themselves on display, it's not somebody who is showing love. Another negative quality of love is that it, it is not puffed up. Literally, to inflate is what the Greek word uh, means. Uh, and this is meaning like you inflate your assets, you inflate your talents, your abilities. Uh, Galatians 6.3 says it very pointedly, for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. We are nothing in the eyes of God. Uh, as far as our, our worth, or, or not, not our worth, but as far as our abilities, our talents, our giftings, yes, God loves the world. Yes, God loves his people. But Ultimately, in and of ourselves, we are nothing in the eyes of God. Compared to God, we, we again, we, all of we have, all that we uh, claim to possess, all of it comes from God. The air we breathe, the clothes we have, the money we have, the abilities, the intelligence that we have, all of it comes from God. So we cannot take any pride in and of ourselves. It's, a, it's foolish, which is why Paul says if anybody thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he is deceiving himself. Another negative quality of love is that it doesn't act unbecomingly. It's not rude or offensive in manner or action, discourteous, coarse, or vulgar. That's a Merriam-Webster definition. So when somebody is loving, they're not acting offensive. They're not being uh, rude. They're not being arrogant. They're not being coarse or vulgar in their language or attitude. They are doing, they're living a life of holiness, of, of genteelness, of meekness, knowing that, uh, again, they are nothing. And so they want to esteem others better than themselves. And that leads us to the other negative quality of love is that it does not seek its own. It is not concerned with, one, with one's own well-being above others. Uh, Jesus says this in Matthew 20, 28. He says, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So even Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, the creator of heaven and earth, when he came into the earth, 
He didn't come to be served, to be lifted up on a pedestal. He came to serve and to give his life again for his enemies and for his sheep. Philippians 2, 3-4 says, Doing nothing from self-ambition or, or vain glory, but with humility of mind, regarding one another as more important than yourselves, not merely looking out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. So we are loving people. We're going to be people who truly show love. If you want to know if somebody is truly loving you or, or if you yourself are loving other people, are you doing anything from a selfish ambition? Are you trying to garner vain glory? Are you really serving others and looking out for their personal interests and not just your own? That is what true love looks like. Another negative quality of love is that it is not provoked, easily angered, upset by an offense or a supposed offense. You're not easily deterred. You're not easily angered. You're not easily upset with people. Even if they cut you off, they say something mean to you or about you. You're not easily angered by these things. Uh, Proverbs 14, 17 says, he that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. So if you're somebody who gets angry pretty quickly, then you are a fool. The Bible is telling us you're, you're dealing in folly. It's a it's, it's a bad quality and it's, uh, and it's not a loving quality to be somebody who gets angry so quickly. Another negative quality of love is that it does not take into account a wrong suffered. Adding up all the time someone has wronged you and keeping count to build a case against loving them. Again, this is something that we easily do. Somebody offends us, they, they say they're sorry and uh, we forgive them supposedly, but we hold that offense against them. Uh, two times they do it they do it two times again or, or three times or four times we start adding all these things up saying we forgive them but we actually are not we're holding them uh, we're holding all these issues to account against them uh, and trying to build a case against why hey, I can't be around this person because they did X Y and Z well did you forgive them did you actually uh, want to not harbor any ill will towards them because if you did if you actually wanted to love them which again is a command from God then you're not going to hold any grudges against somebody for what they've done to you in the past uh, Ephesians 4, 30 to 31 says, let all bitterness and anger and wrath and shouting and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, tender hearted, graciously forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has graciously forgiven you. And this is written to Christians. So we are claiming to be Christians. Then how can we ever hold any grudge against anybody when we have offended God far more uh, exceedingly egregiously? than people who have offended us. We have no right to hold any grudge or to be any, any, or hold any kind of bitterness against anybody because of the graciousness of God in forgiving us in Christ. And then the last negative quality of love is that it does not rejoice in unrighteousness. So we hear this term or this phrase all the time, love is love. It doesn't matter who you love, what you love, love is love. Well, that's not how and that's not how it works. God defines love, not man. We don't have the right to pervert what love is at all. So because God loves what is holy, just, and good, he hates profanity, injustice, and evil. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, 9, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Psalm 97, 10 also says, ye that love the Lord hate evil. So we love, if we're going to truly love people and, and if we're truly going to assess whether or not somebody's truly loving us, they're not going to condone the sin in our life. They're not going to allow us to go on and sin and call that love. That's not true love. Love hates what is evil and love loves what is holy, just, and good. And it defends what is holy and just and good and explains what is holy and just and good because that's what God is like. God loves holiness. God loves righteousness. And if we love the Lord, we will hate evil as Psalm 97 10 tells us. So what is love? Love is an act of the will that leads one to be kind, patient, joyous about God's truth, difficult to offend, believe the best about others, hopeful in any situation, endure trials with patience and joy, and never gives up. 
So when somebody asks you what love is, that is what love is based on the word of God himself. So thank you for listening today. I will see you on the next episode of Do Loss.